0: When you hear these two words, human trafficking, you think of this problem happening somewhere else. But this is actually happening in our own backyards.
1: And it's unacceptable. And we need to bring them home. And And this this is is Chick Chick to Chick. Chick.
0: Those two words we just talked about, human trafficking. There's mm-hmm. so many myths and misconceptions about this. People don't realize this is happening in our own backyards. We tend to think, what? Human trafficking? Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen here. It is happening here. It's affecting so many people. This is a big business. It is a $10 billion business in the U.S., $150 billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. So you might be wondering what is human trafficking really it's,
1: it's a form of modern day slavery absolutely so we have a lot of questions today we want to know who are they targeting you know are there specific age groups we want to know where the problem is the hotspots, and so thankfully today, we have two people who are going to bring this insight to our conversation today. Joining us, we have Steve Turner, and he is an anti-trafficking advocate, and also Rhonda Hedrickson, and she is with the YWCA of Greater Harrisburg. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: So
1: let's just start right at the beginning here.
0: What is human trafficking? Rhonda, you wanna take that question?
3: Yeah, human trafficking, you as you said, you know, modern day slavery. It's about the commercial exploitation of one person for the profit of another. And that may be sexual exploitation or labor
1: services. So it really does amount
3: to modern day slavery.
1: You know, as a mom, one of my biggest fears was my children being taken, whether I'm at a store or at an amusement park, take our eye off the ball for one second. So I wanna know what, who are they targeting? I mean, is it a specific age group, specific gender? Can you help us out with that?
3: Uh, Yeah, so, you know, first of all, the United States is really a leading destination for individuals to buy children for sexual exploitation but traffickers are targeting individuals who won't be missed from their lives typically. And and when I say that, traffickers will target just about anybody that is um, available, is vulnerable, but specifically they're really looking for people who won't be missed from their lives. And I'll I'll flip that over to Steve for a little more detail. Steve, do do you wanna fill that in?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is, so among the many things, there's there's over forty million people worldwide that are being trafficked, as Rhonda said, for both sex and labor, and at times both. Number one, number two, there's there's millions in the United States of America as well, and it's not just children, it's not just girls. Uh, one of the things is that the the kind of the snatch and grab, while while that can occur, what we see, what Rhonda and I see at the YWCA of Greater Harrisburg in our shelter, is so many women with children, but also men of different ages and boys of different ages, that they're coming out of huge amounts of trauma. Trauma is what creates the vulnerabilities that set someone up to be trafficked. And so there is, sadly, it's there's no immunity if you're of a certain age or a certain gender or a certain background. Anyone can be trafficked. And we have seen trafficking from little kids all the way up through women in their 50s and 60s. So so this is this is a broad spectrum uh, pandemic of its own right. Hmm.
0: So we know this is a problem here in Pennsylvania. How big of a problem is it in Pennsylvania? And are there specific hotspots where it's happening more?
3: Yeah, definitely. This this is a problem in our region um, and and it's a problem everywhere, including in our rural areas where you may not think these things are happening. But what I can tell you is that our project, which is called Path 15 Crossroads, is centered up and down the uh, Route 15 corridor in the state of Pennsylvania. We have served over 400 victims and their family members since we started this project back in 2014. Most of the um, survivors that we're working with have been identified in the greater Harrisburg area. So really you're talking the Dolphin County, Cumberland County, York County areas, and about 88% of those cases are from those areas. And most, not all, but probably somewhere around 85% of our cases have to
1: do with um, sex trafficking. It is just makes my blood boil. Like Mm. I'm sitting here as a mother and it makes me angry. And I cannot even imagine these poor, vulnerable people, children, just, I just can't. So what are some of the tactics, as you were talking about, basically, anyone who is really in a vulnerable, already in a traumatized, probably I'm thinking like runaways and or broken, or broken homes. homes, You know, what are the tactics that they use to lure people?
2: I think the two keys here are trauma, a, a history of trauma and, vulnerab- and trauma leading to vulnerability. You know, one of the things that we see, again, like Rhonda said, we see so many folks that, that come into our shelter for example we have we have a combined domestic violence and human trafficking shelter for women and women with accompanying children male victims we house offsite at another secure location but all the services we provide are free and confidential no matter who you are number 1 number 2 the the overwhelming majority of our trafficking survivors our trafficking victims they grew up in a home with domestic violence and they were also sexually assaulted in and around the home often by the time they're between 11 and 14. You know, does that mean that everyone that survives domestic violence is going to be trafficked? Of course, the answer is no. You survive rape or sexual assault, does that mean you're going to be trafficked? The answer is no. But you start to pile up trauma indicators. You start to pile up, and especially the emotional abuse that flows through homes where there is violence and broken homes, but also, like you guys said, runaways, kids in the foster care system, vulnerabilities lead someone to being vulnerable. And then what happens any human being that is in pain, nobody wants to be in pain. And oftentimes what we do we, as people do, if we are in pain, we medicate away our pain. Once there is a connection to an addictive substance, some sort of a drug, Coke, crack, meth, Molly, heroin, fentanyl, any of the combinations, there's too many to list. And you run out of the, the, drug supply. Well, then what do you do? You start trading your body or selling your body for drugs and that, that horror show then becomes manifest.
0: So that's what they're luring them with that drugs, the promise of drugs. That's, that's the golden nugget, so to
1: speak, to get them into this way of life and human trafficking? Or have they groomed them? I mean, are these people who kind of hang in these vulnerable communities and spaces and just groom them as as a person they can trust?
3: Yeah, all of the above. I mean, the drugs especially are both recruitment tactics to lure somebody who may already have substance abuse issues and the vulnerabilities that Steve talked about, but they're also control tactics to keep the victim in place, to keep them compliant. And certainly if they didn't have a substance abuse problem when they were lured and forced into this kind of life, they will, um, like Steve said, sort of self-medicate. It takes away the pain. Um, It it numbs uh, the abuse that they're suffering and they will depend on that. the traffickers are building dependencies and that goes for the drug addictions. It goes for individuals with mental health. We've seen numerous cases where individuals have mental health issues and they're gonna prey on those things and make that victim vulnerable and dependent on them for their their very livelihood at that point. So is-
2: And we we also see- another. I am sorry to interrupt, I apologize for it, but I mean, and and Rhonda's, Rhonda's response leads directly into this too. There's another hook. There's another avenue. And that is the that is the emotionally adrift. And, and this happens. This happens seems to work more so with teenage girls, but also boys, but teenage girls that and that fake, that fake romance, that fake relationship, that seduction where somebody is paying attention to them mm. and they they are you know, they, they, they're an outsider or they've gone through a bad breakup or again emotional violence in the home and somebody is recruiting them or paying attention to them either on social media or or at the mall food court or in the or in the or in the cafeteria at the school or the bus stop any sort of place and that peer to peer recruitment or adults masquerading on social media as a peer I mean but again it's vulnerabilities and preying upon vulnerabilities and that that parasitism That, that, that's the horror show that sets people up
1: going after week. It is awful. Rhonda, what is the YM YW, excuse me, YWCA's role um, in all of this?
3: So we designed the PATH 15 Crossroads project to really, you know, get on the forefront in the state of Pennsylvania to address human trafficking and provide intervention for victims. So all up and down that Route 15 corridor, um, 13 counties participate. Uh, There are a total of seven rape crisis and domestic violence, human trafficking service providers now, as well as legal service providers we provide those comprehensive healing services for victims we also provide training for professionals to identify victims as well as awareness presentations for community members to understand you know what trafficking looks like unfortunately many people think it looks like the movie taken you know the snatch and grab and while those things happen and we've seen them it isn't what it typically looks like it's more about preying on these vulnerabilities and really looking for people who, if they're gone for a little bit or if their life changes, nobody misses that and nobody's going to be suspicious of it. So quickly
0: now, as we wrap this up, Steve, what is the goal? What are you guys trying to do? We mentioned at the top of our podcast, it's time to bring them home. Is that what the goal is here?
2: Well, I mean, ideally, yes, of course, but I got to tell you, I mean, once once you're once you're in 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 the claws of, of pimps or gangs or familial traffickers i mean y- you know all we can do is have an open door and a door that has no judgment to it is open 24/7 365 and we're always ready willing and able to bring folks in but let me also say you're also going to hear in the next episode from or the next installment from the pennsylvania turnpike and some and we have a wonderful partnership so not only are we north south from the new york border to the uh maryland border but because of our partnership with the turnpike and their their excellent work on doing public public publicity about the the national trafficking hotline we also connect then ohio to jersey but all of that interestingly that that sits right here in central pa that is the crossroads the intersectionality and so the goal, the goal is education. The goal is creating safe spaces like Rhonda said, where no matter what, it can be 3 a.m. Thanksgiving morning, our doors are open. Our advocates are there. Our shelter is ready. And we will bring people in into safety. Uh, anytime we can.
0: And that is the perfect way to end this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you both for being here. And he really set us up for the next podcast. Completely, We don't normally do this, but really? we're going to continue this conversation mm-hmm. because now that we've talked about the problem, now that we've talked about this is happening, mm-hmm. we are going to be highlighting in our next podcast what the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission is doing to raise awareness and something really, really important. Do you know what the sign for help is if
1: someone is a victim of human trafficking? That's right. So we hope that you will tune in the next time our podcast will be Signs for Help.